arts are everywhere and in everything. And there's a fascinating, unique person and story behind each one. And that's what the Arthropologist is all about. Exploring the arts, one unique person and one unique story at a time. I'm Bill Wilson, and I'm the Arthropologist. This episode of The Arthropologist is a bit unusual in that I'm being interviewed by Josh Foreman, an instructor with the Communications Department at Mississippi State and the advisor to the student newspaper, The Reflector. This interview was done for their program, Story State, where professional storytellers from all genres are asked to give tips to those seeking to hone their craft. When I first started my career, I started as a portrait painter. And one of the things that did appeals to me about people is I like people. Um, I, I like to relate to them. I like to talk to them. I like dealing with them. And so um, most of my career I did spend isolated because that tends to be where what happens to artists is we get isolated in our studios, but nonetheless, I still like interacting with people. And uh, just being out in the woods, and I grew up in the woods, but just being out alone in the woods uh, just to me gets tiresome. And I like inanimate objects, I like buildings, I like cars and things like that, but at the end of the day, they're still just inanimate objects, and so they don't have the same appeal to me as people with personalities, with their own stories. Um, and a good portrait tells a story. It's not just creating a likeness. It's in some manner, you're looking for something that can relate something about that person. And... Um, if I could tell you a story about one of the portraits that I did years ago, I did a group portrait of three brothers. And uh, they were really nice, they were sweet to me. And a couple of years later, I got a call from a stranger who said, Mr. Wilson, you don't know me, but you painted the three um, so-and-so boys. One of them just died in a car crash. And I wanted to let you know that after the funeral, the mother came home and she just sits in front of that portrait. And when she, after the funeral, she just came and sat in front of the portrait. And it's a big life-size portrait. And she said for the past, you know, several months, she goes to work. And then when she comes home, she just sits and looks at that portrait. If you do it right, a portrait conveys something of the personality of that person. There's a weight and a feeling, a gravitas to it that especially a snapshot just won't capture. I got a call. I paint, uh, especially when I oil paint, I clean my brushes with soap and water every day at the end of the day. 
and I will never forget this. I was at the sink cleaning my brushes and I get a telephone call. And so I answer the phone and a lady says, are you the Bill Wilson that wrote The Fib, A Wordy Tale? And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, well, I bought your book at Christmas at a venue you were at. I gave it to my daughter to read to, her, to my granddaughter, who's about two years old. And uh, I bought the, the book about three, about three months ago. And she said, my daughter called me two nights ago and said, Mom, I hate this book. And my stomach literally just kind of lurched. And I thought, okay, well, thanks for calling. <laughs> and, uh, but then she continued and she said, my daughter said, Mom, I read this book to whatever granddaughter's name is, Christmas Day. And she fell in love with it. And she refuses to go to sleep without me reading this book every single night. And it's a little complex to read. It's got a lot of big words. It was specifically done for that, for the sort of fun tongue twist, twister words. And she said, Mom, I've read this book every night for three months. And she will not, I can't get her to read anything else. It's got to be this book. And I hate it. Well, that it just it just sent joy into my heart because i remember as a small child being in love with winnie the pooh and and all of these other characters that i just just meant so much to me and to think that there was a two-year-old out there who had the same feelings about my book that i had had about some of the other books that i loved it was just one of the most rewarding experiences that i've ever had as an artist uh, I was doing doing some film work with a counselor uh, who dealt specifically with children with special needs, either uh, uh, learning disabilities or behavioral disabilities. And uh, she got one of my books, and then she called me. Oh, goodness, this was like six months later. And she said, Bill, I had to tell you this. We've been working with an autistic boy for... Uh, a while now and he's school age so maybe first second third grade and he's really struggling in school he just he can't read well he's just having problems and just on a lark I thought what the heck I gave him your book and all of those weird words the complexity the fun of it it just sparked something in him and he started reading that book and because, even though it's for little kids, it's got words like Egyptology, eschatology, things like that in it. He started delving deeper into, well, I want to know what those words mean. And so he actually started, as, if I remember correctly, actually picking up other books to read, like, well, what does that word mean? And what does this word mean? And they said that, uh, this counselor said that that book has helped to launch him into a new stage in being able to read and comprehend and focus because that was his big problem was he, he just couldn't focus and that book helped him to focus and just get his head together and again to think that there was a child out there who wasn't a bad child he just had some real problems but my book was able to help him just 
get one step over those hurdles to a more enriched life. Um, you know, for me, as an artist, as an author, those two stories are like, you know, if I don't get anything else, I'm good. I'm good. Every year there's an event at the Capitol called Red Coat Day where Republican women get together and honor the uh, men, men and women in the legislature. My wife was a part of that. It culminated at the um, mansion. Since it was a woman's event, I wasn't allowed to be a part of that, and so my wife suggested going into the man cave to paint the, the governor's Harley. I had been painting cars for fun, fun going to different uh, venues, painting antique cars, so I went out painting the Harley. Someone told the first lady, Bill is out painting the Harley. She misunderstood and thought that they had said, Phil is painting the Harley. And in her mind, she's got several hundred women there for an event, and Governor Phil is out there airbrushing his Harley Davidson. So she goes out to ask him nicely to stop doing it. And then she sees me, sees the painting, and says, oh, that is beautiful. Has Phil seen it? And I said, well, no, ma'am, I, I hadn't seen the governor. She said, go show him. So I went in and I showed him, and he said, well, have you painted my nomad? I said, Governor, I don't know what a nomad is. And he said, well, that's my antique car. I said, well, Governor, um, I don't have time, uh, but if I could get permission to come back. And he said, you come back here anytime and paint anything you want to. Just on a lark, because I've always loved the Governor's Mansion. It's beautiful. It's got great historical presence. And on a lark, I said, well, Governor, what I'd love to do is I'd love to actually be able to paint the rooms in, in the uh, mansion. And he stopped and did one of those kind of Kodak moments. And he went, I have always wanted to write my memoirs about my time here. Tell you what, I'll get you permission. You come paint anywhere you want to. I'll write the text. I'll get us published. Okay. And so that's how I became the artist in residence. And I went up there in between assignments that I'm working on for like two and a half years. And I would paint, I painted basically every room in the mansion. And um, we got published with uh, University Press. And the, the draw and the beauty of the mansion was not that it was just a bunch of pretty furniture and you know beautiful architecture, but that there's history behind it. You know, the Bilbo room where um, John F. Kennedy spent one night or two nights. Um, and I, I don't remember it all, but it just it, there's just all that's happened in Mississippi, all the good and the bad and Everything that's gone on historically has gone through that mansion, has gone through the Capitol. And so that, for me, is the beauty of really any inanimate object, is either A, if it's God-created, then, then it's something that my Creator created. And when people ask your favorite artist, my favorite artist is God. Um, 
but if it's if it's especially something man-made, then how it relates to people and and how they interacted with it and what it tells about them, that's what's important to me. In the illustration and political arena, one of the jobs that I have is I am the art director for the American Spectator magazine. Uh, one of my main jobs is doing uh, a bulk of the illustration work for the magazine. We do have uh, uh, quite a few internationally known wonderful artists who contribute, but my job as the art director is, uh, or one of my jobs, is I do a bulk of the illustrations. Um, one of the reasons why is that A, I'm exceptionally fast, not all painters are as fast as I am. It's not bragging, it's just that's part of what my job is, is that I gotta be fast. And the other is that I'm very versatile. Again, not a whole lot of even illustrators are able to work in a vast number of mediums and styles. I am, uh, that's part of what I, I directed my career toward. So just my ability to be fast and my ability to uh, take on many coats, many roles, um, makes it ideal for me to do many different illustrations in a, in a, a plethora of styles. And, and so that, that's been my strong point at the magazine. My advice to anyone in the creative world, whatever you're going to, whatever endeavor you're going to try to do, is yes, talent is important, but talent is less important than relationships. If you're going to be in the creative arts, if you're going to be in illustration, if you're going to be in the movie industry, if you're going to be in any of the creative industries that require you to interact with people, then you need to interact with people. And that means going places, being there. I don't know if it'll make the cut, but when I talk, talked earlier about my book with the governor of Mississippi, I was at the right place at the right time. And it wasn't that I would just accidentally happen to be there. My family and I are very involved in politics. And we have relationships with lawmakers. And so we are on a regular basis involved with those people. Well, naturally, it would come up that if the governor or a legislator or anybody wanted something like a book done, they would come to me at least first because I might be the only artist they know. Um, now, of course, then you've got to have the talent and the gravitas that someone's going to look and go, well, I like your work enough that I would want to work with you. But that being said, um, I mean, I've, I've worked in, on movies where I was the warm body. And uh, I was actually working on a movie last year, 
and I was doing something behind the camera. I didn't even want to be on the camera because I was enjoying doing what I was doing behind the camera. But they needed someone to be on camera with the movie stars. And uh, if you check the movie out, it's called The System with Tyrese Gibson and Terrence Howard, two big stars. It wound up that they said, you know, Mr. Wilson, we need you to be in this movie. We need you to play a part. And I did. And uh, it wound up that I was actually in a number of scenes. The only way that would happen have happened was that I was there. And so if you want to, uh, whatever you want to do, go out and meet people and get with people and be in their industry, be with them. Uh, that, that's the main thing because it's like in dating. There's Mr. Right and there's Mr. Right Now. And you can sit around in your room and be Mr. Right all day long and be by yourself. But if you're out there mixing with the ladies, um, eventually you'll be somebody's Mr. Right Now because they ain't nobody else. If you enjoyed this episode of The Arthropologist, there are more episodes on YouTube. To see my work, you can visit my website, BillWilsonStudio.com, where I have my books, prints, and originals for sale. I am a portrait painter and illustrator, and there you can contact me about commissioned work. I'm Bill Wilson, and I'm The Arthropologist.